Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. This is episode 008. Today we're talking about receiving. Why does giving feel so easy and receiving so challenging? Whether it's a compliment, a gift, or messages from our own inner voices, what are your beliefs around receiving? How would your life change if you could open yourself to accepting all kinds of gifts from others and from yourself with gratitude and grace. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. How are things? <sighs> things are good. <laughs> uh, how am I? Uh, kind of mellow today. That sounds like a wonderful place to be. I have been thinking a lot this week about our last conversation. We talked about receiving, and we talked about it as a general concept, and left off with kind of a cliffhanger question of how is it that we receive? And I find that it's easy to talk about a lot of the concepts that we hear about in the in this work that we do, like self-care and self-love and connecting with yourself and settling in and finding your center, people kind of throw those off as catchphrases almost. They become buzzwords. And one of the things that I find myself circling back to in all of those topics is, okay, we can talk about this as long as we want to talk about it. How do we embody it? How do we enact it in our lives? How do we actually go from the intellectual concept to feeling it, to embodying it in our everyday lives? And I've been thinking a lot about how do we receive? Because it's absolutely essential to talk about. And... After our discussion last week, I began to think of all the ways in which I have successfully avoided receiving and the ways in which that feeds my story about being a martyr, about being, believing that I am selfless but keeping score underneath. Because when we deflect opportunities to receive, we are, in a twisted way, satisfying some part of our own stories about ourselves. What experience have you had with anything like that? Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Let's just say a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, boy, I'm so glad that we're diving even deeper into receiving. Uh, I will tell you that 
my image of receiving was so false, you know, and, and as coaches, we talk about false beliefs. I had a huge false belief that it was a negative thing to receive, that giving was good and worthy and receiving was selfish and bad. And so, uh, so I, I really didn't attempt it, but I also uh, was always depleted, which we talked about last time. Yeah. And so the idea of receiving, I, the thing that I had to start with was changing those false beliefs, starting to like one inch in believe I needed to receive that that doesn't go along with the martyr story story mm -hmm. <laughs> because martyrs you know they just give and give and give and give and they always shoulder everything and so uh i had to just start to to look at the idea that maybe how i was looking at receiving was not correct for me and or for anyone mm -hmm. um and the truth is it just feels so good to give so i I was sort of feeding the beast, so to speak, the whole time um, right. and not thinking that maybe there was another uh, way to be, another way to live. Um, so for me, it started with why I even needed to receive and what that would look like before I could start, which came a bit later, receiving. Mm-hmm. And how did you start receiving? Do you remember what was the first conscious choice you made to receive? I, I do. And part of it was when people said nice things to me, I would say this is where I started. Um, when people said nice things to me, I didn't tell them they were wrong. Yes. And that was so hard. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. Uh, what I had started to do was speak to myself in a better way. And, and I realized that um, when other people said nice things to me, that I could practice receiving in a way that felt kind of manageable at the time. So, it, but I will tell you this, Virginia, it was so uncomfortable. I wanted to leap out of my skin to say, no, 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 I don't look thinner or no, 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 that wasn't a, a beautiful thing I just said or right. I, because I wanted to say like, I'm a piece of crap basically. And yes. so, you know, whatever you're saying to me, you're just trying to be nice to me. I, I had all these false beliefs in my head, but when I started to not speak so poorly to myself, I started to hear a little more that some things that people were saying were actually sincere. So my first practice, and it took quite a while, was to just not say anything when people said something nice or, or and, then, and then eventually say thank you mm -hmm. and not follow it up with anything. So that's for me where I started. It became much wider, but I needed to start somewhere. How, how about you? It's funny, I don't feel like I remember so clearly when I first made the conscious decision to receive. I do remember firmly grasping the idea 
that when I deflect a compliment or a gift or a sincere wish or whatever it is, even thanks or appreciation from someone else, when I deflect that, I am robbing the other person of the opportunity to give. And I, I saw it suddenly and very clearly as almost, because I had the story too, that it was greedy to receive, greedy and selfish. And when I had this understanding, I saw in an instant that I was being greedy and selfish with the giving, that I believed I was the only one in some twisted way who could actually give the best. And the second that I saw that, I saw the folly in it, and I saw the selfishness in it, and I began to soften to the idea of allowing other people to give. And what's the best way to allow someone else to give? To open to receiving. I saw that receiving has its own beauty and its own grace. And it encourages other people to keep stepping up and keep showing up. And I think for me, that now that I'm talking about it, it's not entirely true that I don't remember it. I remember two very clear incidents um, in which I got to kick down the door of my own story. One is that uh, at special occasions, I always had to be prepared with a gift, a hostess gift, a gift for people's kids, you know, a general house gift, whatever it was. And I always felt as though I was behind the eight ball. And the first time I didn't show up with a gift and the person had gifts for my children, that I didn't feel like I had failed was simply an opportunity for me to expand into receiving and feel comfortable with the idea that someone had made the, had made the effort to give gifts to my kids and they were well thought out gifts. And I could, in the past, I would have said, I'm so sorry, I didn't bring a gift for you. I feel like a terrible guest, I this, I that. I didn't say any of those things. I just said, thank you so much for your generosity. And that was it. And I let it sit there. And I don't know if that person judged me. I don't know if that person felt like they had been shorted. It didn't come up in conversation and we're still connected as friends. So I had to trust that our relationship went beyond a material gift. And it did, it does to this day. Um, Another thing that I have had difficulty accepting and I'm opening and softening to, like you, is compliments. That's a really nice color on you. Oh, thank you. I absolutely love your shoes. Where did you get them? Why do we feel like we must pay back the compliment? 
why not simply receive it in a way that is sincere and then offer one at another time when we feel called to do so. So I have started making the conscious practice of offering compliments or praise to my kids or to friends or to family members or to strangers sometimes and not feeling odd or badly about accepting compliments when they come into me without following them up. It is very uncomfortable. Like you said, the first few times I felt like I wanted to crawl right out of my skin. And allowing myself to feel that helped me unpack some of my story around why it's so difficult. They must not really mean it. They must just be saying it because they want something. Is that true? I don't know if it's true. Is it true when I do it? Am I just looking for something when I offer someone a compliment? So there's a trust component here. There's a grace component here. There is um, a genuine desire to be less restrictive around what I feel. If I see a woman dressed in the most gorgeous outfit or the most amazing hat, or if I see a man looking particularly dapper or stylish, I no longer hesitate because I now know that even if I don't see how it affects people, I know that my intention is there to make a positive ripple. And so if it means that person turns around and pays a compliment to a colleague or goes home and has a better evening, do I have to know about it? No. All I have to know is that I spoke the truth when I saw it, and hopefully it had a positive impact. There's a trust component there, too, and a letting go. And it seems like we're talking about such little things, but I find more and more as I interact with people that these supposedly little things, these details, really seem to be the ones that matter the most because they're the ones, when somebody pays me a compliment, it feels for that moment like I'm the most important person in that spot. And I don't mean that in an egoic way. I don't mean it in an arrogant way. I mean that that person made the effort and took the energy to engage me and say, I really love the way that looks on you today. And who am I to turn around and say, this old thing, you don't know what looks good on people. Why would I say that? But there was a time when I would have, when I have. And I know when I've been on the other end of that, when I've tried to pay a compliment and somebody has brushed it off, I've been left feeling a little bit sad and a little bit less than, a little uncertain. Oh, maybe I really don't know. What, maybe I really am looking for something else. How, why did I really say that? It brings up a lot of self-doubt and a lot of questions. And I'm slowly learning 
to give other people and myself grace and space to try on these things that feel uncomfortable because like everything else, it's a practice. And the more that we practice them, the more comfortable they begin to feel until they become our new normal. Yeah. Wow. I'm really resonating with so much that you said and uh, remembering those first, especially the first, you know, few weeks, maybe even months of practicing, allowing myself to receive. Uh, and so as you were speaking, I was, I was remembering that and I was really thinking I wasn't ready to be seen. I was not ready to be vulnerable. When you spoke about trust, I thought, oh, this is all about vulnerability. Um, and it totally starts within. So I was not willing to be vulnerable with myself first. Uh, that just took a long time. Let's just say decades um, before I started to entertain that idea. And I know we'll dive into that whole topic. But the real place it started was, who am I? How do I want to show up in this world? Yes. I had to meet myself. I had to start to know myself. And so the receiving was for me, a big part of it, because it started to unravel the facade I had built. Yes. Literally for decades until I was almost 50. Uh, and so I started to let myself see myself a bit and not judge myself and not be so harsh on myself. And that was that beautiful, painful vulnerability with myself. And I don't know if we can ever really see ourselves fully, but I think we can step into it a lot more than we have, at least in my case, that's true. And I know that for many of the people I've worked with that uh, just, I was unwilling to see what other people saw. Uh, yeah. And so when I started to allow that, even within myself, I started to, you know, I started to realize that maybe other things I was thinking weren't quite true. Um, but when you talk about, um, you know, just receiving a compliment, allowing yourself to be in a situation where it's not um, you do this, so I do that, like a volleyball game or a tennis yes. match, uh, and we just stand in the presence. It's really that presence and that energy to just be fully there and not explain who we want you to, th who we think you want us to be or who we want you <laughs> to think we are. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that was a little co complicated, but I think you get it. Um, something happens, something shifts inside of us, something becomes more clear that it's not this endless game of, you know, I'll give you something and you give me something and that'll sort of fill us both right. up, but it's not actually the true thing we need mm. um but i'm really trying as hard as i can and i will i will keep tap dancing as long as you do um one of us has to stop that uh and and so uh 
it really was, and that's why we called this podcast this, an inside job to start to yes. see who I really was and who I really am. And it's it, in the moment, not just who I want to be, but who I am right now. Yes. Um, and that, so it all boiled down to vulnerability, which then led to slightly beginning to trust myself um, and being able to do what, what you did, which was show up without a gift, receiving generously and letting it end right there and not going on and on in our heads about some story we make up on the spot of, oh, I have your gift, I forgot it, or yes. um, or sending a gift the next week and that's double what you would have normally done or yes. um, trying to be something that we're not and allowing and letting go and just really standing there as we are. Um, and when we do that, it's kind of evident that receiving is part of life. Yes. And it takes a long look and a deep look and to start to see that. But once you see it, opportunities for practice just start popping up all over the place. Yes. <laughs> Ready or not, here they come. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to talking about vulnerability here. Why don't we leave it right here for now? And I will talk with you again really soon. That would be wonderful. And for all of you out there, uh, where are the places that you would like to start receiving? What are the areas? What are the things that you could actually start to practice receiving? I know you can do it. We know you can do it. Yep. And it starts within you. It's an yeah. inside job. It is. Thanks so much for our chat today. Thank you, as always. I appreciate your time. All right. See you next week. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Please share your comments, questions, and ideas by contacting us at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Inside Job with V and Pam. And remember, change is an inside job.